0: Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. In this video, I'm going to be talking about the Treasury General account. Now, the Treasury General account is an account at the Federal Reserve, much like any other bank would have with the Fed. When the Treasury issues out a check, that check would then go to a business or person. That person then takes that check, goes to their bank, deposits the check. The bank then takes that Treasury check, goes to the Federal Reserve, presents it to them, says, hey, we got this check from the Treasury. The Fed then debits the Treasury General account and credits the bank account. All right? Pretty simple on whole how all that works. Now, the Treasury General account is not something that typically has a lot of money in it. Really, it's just for their operational cost. However, since the pandemic, the Treasury General account, this TGA is how they refer to it as, was loaded with cash. But this made a lot of sense because there was stimulus packages, you know, being handed out between the, you know, checks that we all received for unemployment to all the bailing out of the businesses and offering up of, you know, whatever loans that they had to try and backstop the corner of the financial market. This all was part of the Treasury General account as far as the checks that were being issued out during that time. So it would make a lot of sense that this Treasury General Account, the TGA, would be loaded with a lot of cash during that time. However, if you go and you look at the Treasury General Account right now, and I'll leave a link to the Federal Reserve uh, chart that shows where the level of this is today, to comparatively to where it's been throughout history, and you will see that there is a significant amount of money inside of it. In fact, it's just about double what it was prior to the pandemic so it makes sense that there was a lot of money in the account during the pandemic but it doesn't really make a lot of sense why though this money is sitting there now i mean sure you can have a lot of money that's sitting there so that the treasury can do its operations but it's sitting on a significant amount of cash like way more than it would normally carry why that doesn't make a lot of sense to me unless there is a strategy behind having all this cash on hand. Now, this is one of the reasons why I believe that the Treasury is going to be stepping up sometime this year to do their bond buyback. Now, that is something that not a lot of people have even considered, right? But go and just Google it yourself: Federal Reserve or uh, Treasury Bond Buyback Program or Announcement. Right? And you're going to find that, oh, it was probably maybe not even quite a year ago, that they made this announcement that at some point in 2024, that the Treasury would be buying back its own bonds right, to prevent any kind of liquidity issues that are happening there. They say it's not for that, but that's exactly what it's for. right? Now, you would need that money on hand if you are going to, in, going to be going into this sort of program where you're buying back your own bonds. Well, you would need the cash on hand and you would need it ready to deploy prior to the liquidity issue taking place. So that makes a lot of sense, right? Why they would have all this cash? If there was a liquidity issue happening within the bond market, they will step in and solve that liquidity issue. Basically, the liquidity issue would be when somebody goes to sell a bond and there's no buyer for it. The price of that bond would fall and the yields would begin to rise. The Treasury is going to prevent that from happening. It's kind of like the Federal Reserve doing their quantitative easing, but instead of trying to lower the interest rates, the Treasury would just step in and maintain interest rates. right? Keep them from moving up. Put a floor under the uh, under the price of the bond from falling any further. So this could be done in a way that actually has a benefit to the Treasury. Where, if the price of these bonds begins to fall and the yields begin to rise, that's when they can step in and buy their own debt back cheaper. Right? Not a lot of people are considering this. Right? But I'm going to leave a link down in the description to a Reuters article from, geez, probably over a year ago, talking about the Treasury General Account, and it's very interesting what it has to say in there, because if there is a problem coming into, you know, 2024 where all of a sudden credit markets are starting to freeze up, right? Lending becomes very difficult, right? That slows the economy down. That makes it very difficult to operate, right? People won't be able to go out there and borrow money to spend on houses, cars, and vacation, right? This starts to deteriorate the economy, right? The amount of transactions that are happening out there. However, listen to this. Listen to what they have to say about the TGA and what happens when the cash starts to leave. When the cash flow leaves the TGA, bank reserves rise, potentially increasing lending or investment in the wider economy or markets. Think about that for just a second. See, the Federal Reserve is going to maintain elevated interest rates. It's something that I believe that they are going to do for a lot longer than anybody had anticipated. And a lot of people say, no, they're going to be dropping interest rates. They already made this announcement. You realize that's their ammo. That's the Federal Reserve's monetary policy ammunition. When they need to stimulate the economy, when they need to stimulate financial markets right, in order to get people borrowing money again, they lower the interest rate at the Fed funds level. If they lower them now, if they just give away their ammunition, they are giving away their ability to try and stimulate the economy why would they just give it away, right? That's not the way it gonna, it's going to go down. However, the Treasury General account, loaded with cash right now, has the potential, when the cash flow leaves the TGA, bank reserves rise, potentially increasing lending, right? See, so the Federal Reserve can sit on their hands and do nothing and just continue on with the operations like they have been the entire time, doing nothing at all, unwinding their balance sheet, allowing those treasuries and mortgage-backed securities to roll off. And if there was a situation that starts to rise within the economy or within the markets that starts to cause the credit markets to freeze up, the government can step right in and just allow the cash flow to leave the treasury general account, right? And that could potentially increase lending. See, this is something that I... This is... This is stuff that not a lot of people talk about. right? And I break this stuff down like this because there is no way that the government, that the Federal Reserve, that all these high end economists out there could possibly not see the problems that are coming. I mean, if you think about it, all these YouTubers, all these, you know, economists out there talking about how the Federal Reserve has screwed things up. They don't know what they're doing. They have failed. Right. Do not take into consideration the situation that is now at hand that has created an ability for not only the Treasury, but also the Federal Reserve to continue on operating the way that they normally would not do. Right. Think about that. This is the way they would normally not do it. They have figured out a way to continue on operations in a way that nobody has really ever thought about. Right? And when you see this, when you see things like the Treasury General account loaded with cash, right? when you read from the Federal Reserve on their monetary policies about how it is that they needed inflation expectation to be persistently high, right? because it was persistently too low. That was their problem. They needed to reverse that problem of a persistently low inflation expectation. Not a lot of people talk about that, but it's within their own statements. See, this is the things that I break down. I try to break these things down in a, in a way that people can understand it. And if you are looking for more information like this, consider becoming a member of the channel and joining the live streams. Now, these live streams right now are fairly small. There's only, like in the last live stream we did, maybe 20 members had joined in. I'm going to leave a link down in the description to that live stream. Normally, I was going to keep these things private just for the members. But the members themselves of that, of that chat, of that particular live stream, were saying, No, release this for the public. They need to see this kind of thing. Yeah. So I encourage you. Join the channel, become a member of this channel. If you are looking for more information, if the if there's questions that you have, join in with that chat, right? We will break down the, the answers. We will give you many opinions on what it is that's happening out there, right? We need to learn this stuff for ourselves. There is nobody out there who could possibly know what it is that you need for your life. They don't know the conditions you're in. They don't know the debts that you have. They don't know the goals that you have for yourself for your family. right? They don't know any of that stuff. Only you do. And you have to be able to uh, navigate through all this stuff to make the best decisions for yourself. What that dude does over there with his million dollars is not going to be the same thing that you do with your $1,500. right? There's a huge difference inside of this. And being able to understand this stuff for yourselves is going to make a hell of a lot easier for you to be able to conduct yourself going into the future. This weekend, we're going to be talking about... The BRICS nations, right? Everybody has this idea that the BRICS nations, right? The Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, everybody's under this impression that they are trying to get out of the dollar. Like they don't want the dollar, like forget the dollar. We're not going to touch it ever again. This is the mentality that a lot of people have when they think about the BRICS nations, when they think about Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, right? Right? The only problem is, is that they're not taking into consideration the demand for dollars that even those nations need. We're going to break this down. We're going to talk about this on Saturday in the live stream. We're going to break down how India, Brazil, Russia, China, South Africa, every single one of them are going to be in demand of dollars going into the future. They're not getting out of dollars. They are going to need them. Just for an example, let me give you just a little taste of what it is that we're going to be talking about in this live stream. Brazil, just in April, I think this article, I'll leave a link down in the description to it. In April of 2023, 10-year right, sovereign U.S. dollar bonds. 10-year. This issued just last year from Brazil. 10-year sovereign dollar bonds. That means for the next 10 years, these bonds that Brazil has issued out and sold will be paid back in dollars. Brazil must come up with dollars in order to pay those bonds back. Are they getting out of the dollars or are they gonna potentially need dollars for the next 10 years at least? Hmm, right? We're gonna break down how all these nations are sitting in the same position, right? Here, you want a little secret? How about this one right here? right? I'm going to leave a link down to this one. Dollar funding stresses in China. They, they explain, the Federal Reserve explains what it is that these nations are going to be facing and how potentially bad that situation is going to be. Right? You think about this for just a second. The Federal Reserve is trying to provide liquidity for the world. Well, at the same time, trying to conduct a monetary policy for the United States. They have two jobs going on here at the same time. And so you think about it. If you have a situation in which that a lot of debts have been issued out in dollars, and they don't even know how many, like the Federal Reserve may not even know exactly how many. In fact, I'm pretty sure they don't on how many debts are due in dollars that exist outside of the United States and the liquidity crisis that comes when all of a sudden those debts start coming due and there's not enough money out there. That is the bigger problem. Nobody really looks at this, right? I mean, sure, you got guys like Jeff Snyder and Brent Johnson, you know, who really understand this stuff very well but very few are taking on the idea that the BRICS nations like them getting out of the dollar is actually a brainchild of the Federal Reserve to relieve the pressure of the Federal Reserve to provide the world with that liquidity. A lot of people don't see that they're like dude you're you're gone man you can't you know you they can't wrap their head around this possible concept. But this is the this is the reality of the situation, right? It is so the the facts, the truth, the reality is so far different from what everybody can believe. You know, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to end it like that's it. That's the end of the video right there. But I just want to leave one more link for you guys to a TikTok video that All had done, right? All is very understanding of the sovereign citizen, right? This is a lot of people may not even heard of what the idea of sovereign citizen is. Most people don't realize that we have a higher authority way above government, right? And we can hold government accountable if they are not conducting themselves appropriately. If you can make them conduct themselves appropriately and they are not, and you can prove it and you can, you know, put the steps out there that says, hey man, you are not conducting yourselves legally or lawfully. I don't have to participate in this any further. Blows people's minds driver's license, insurance, registration, you know, all the taxes, all that stuff. You don't have to do any of that stuff. It's all voluntary. But nobody knows. Nobody understands that. They've heard it. They've heard people talk about it and they think it's crazy. It's not. It's the reality of the situation. The problem is nobody knows it. Everybody has been conditioned to fall into government and pay your taxes and get your driver's license and sign your name to the dotted line sign your name to the dotted line think about that you want a little sample of the reality of the situation go grab a checkbook right now go grab any checkbook, any personal checkbook and go and look where you sign your name where you put your signature on that check and take a real good look at that line it's not a line it's dots it's a bunch of little tiny dots and then if you go and you grab a magnifying glass you're gonna find that it's not even dots it's words That's right, you're signing a name above words. What are those words and why is it words? Why is it done in microprint? Very interesting question to ask yourself why they do it that way. See, the reality is stranger than fiction. Uneducated economists, you guys let me know. Go join the channel. Come back on Saturday. We're going to do this tomorrow about 10 o'clock for the live stream. I really encourage everybody to join the 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 membership. It's going to be a great live stream. We're going to break down a lot of good information. You know, we're going to break down what's going on inside of this packet right here, right? Dollar funding stresses in China. This, this is a working paper. It came out November 1st of 2022, right? So out of the Boston Fed. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.